Their existence is almost mythical. They don't breed. They don't join country clubs. Millennials. They use paper towels as napkins, threatening the entire napkin industry. Millennials. If you smell toast and your avocados are missing, then maybe you have one of them inside your house right now. Millennials. Irrational Fears starts now in theaters everywhere. But who can afford that? So just pirate a copy and then never watch it. Oh my god, right? Chicago, Manila, Winterfell, Magrathea, Persephone, Star One, Metaluna. News from around the cosmos podcasting secretly from 20,000 leagues below Skynet headquarters. This is the Nautilus at Nine with Marcus Lima. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Nautilus at Nine. I'm Marcus Nemo, bringing you tomorrow's news cycle recycled today. Perhaps you're listening to this on your headphones in your farmland quiet place so not to alarm the noise-sensitive aliens that are hunting your family. Or maybe you're using my voice as a calming sound in your Black Galaxy delivery room as you watch your child who's reached the age of five cycles tear and bite his way through his plastizoid encasing. Now's a good time to fix yourself a stiff drink. Listen to the news from a multitude of different dimensions that are hopefully worse off than the one you're occupying right now. I'm currently enjoying one of my favorite on-air cocktails. I call it a Mortquito, which is a nano-nano of lime and mint muddled into a pitcher of vodka topped with soda. It's served in a mirth-sized, egg-shaped cup and drank until your head is in the couch, your ass is in the air, and you're calling for Orson. Mmm, shuzz butt, that's good. Well, our top story tonight, there was a massive movement of miniature Muppets yesterday as hundreds of doozers dropped their tool belts and helmets and marched out of Fraggle Rock in protest. The pushback from the six-inch-tall trade workers was an objection to having to work in the ethically questionable new research and development facility down at Fraggle Rock known as Fraggle X. The semi-secret research lab founded by the Fraggles in 2010 have been pursuing military contracts with the Lords of the Dark Crystal known as the Skeksis, which of course is in direct violation to Doozer societal values. This is the first time that Doozers have walked out on the Fraggles in recorded history. The two species of Muppets have up to this point always lived in a symbiotic and harmonious relationship with one another, even though their philosophies differ. Doozers, with their specialized abilities to use radish dust as a building material to construct miniature sky rises and railway systems, have always valued cooperation for the common good. Whereas the vaguely utopian Fraggle culture believe unions are the enemy of innovation and focus more on individualism. Fraggles also eat Doozer Skyrises and Railways, which is super weird. But with the launch of Fraggle X Labs, Fraggles have been developing questionable projects for Doozers to build, such as Radish Dust Robotics and Doozer Drones. And it was during these developments that the controversial Fraggle contract with Skexel the Chamberlain was leaked and caused the Doozers to march out of Fraggle Rock yesterday morning. And today, because of the protest, the Muppet public outcry against the contract has been felt by the simplest sock puppet to the celebrities of Sesame Street and even as far out as Jareth's Goblin Kingdom beyond the labyrinth. Here now is Muppet News reporter Kermit the Frog and his brief interview with Skeksel the Chamberlain. Uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, just uh, trying to get through here. Uh, 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 Mr. 
Mr. Uh, Chamberlain, uh, uh, did you or uh, did you not uh, sh shred documents that uh, directly connect uh, Fraggle X with your uh, lucrative uh, weapons building contracts? No, recollection of destroying documents cannot recall any documents that give indication that Skex is approved. Hmm, um, well, uh... Must excuse me, public relations will now answer further questions, yes? Oh, um, who's, uh, public rela- Oh, no. Public relations! Animal? What do you- Fake news! Fake news! Fake news! Well, it seems pretty obvious to me that the more the Skeksis military plays the Punch and Judy show with the press, the harder it's going to be for the Fraggles to dance their cares away on this one. <laughs> In other news, if you enjoy watching mountains get munched, forests get feasted on, seas get swallowed, and deserts for dessert, then tonight you should tune in for the final episode of Astronomic Gastronomic, the greatest planet-eating contest in the universe. This year's final contestants, Unicron, the Lord of Chaos, and Galactus, Ravager of Worlds, go head-to-head -head and stomach-to-stomach -to, -stomach to see who will be the first to swallow as many life-wielding worlds in the shortest amount of time. This year's contest has been made more interesting to viewers by adding one new rule. To make sure there's zero rebellion from the Chosen World's pesky inhabitants by having Mega Maid use her vacuum cleaner to vacuum suck all oxygen off these particular planetary platters picked for this pageant. Megamaid's suffocation of the surface dwellers means less interruptions and more of what people tune in for. To watch the two titanic life eaters with the big appetites get to putting away as many planetoids as possible without pause. Well, that should give the science nerds a whole new meaning to the theory of Big Crunch, am I right? <laughs> Well, the Babelfish may be the oddest thing in the universe, but it seems Babelfish pharmaceuticals are becoming the most evil. Once again, the manufacturers of these small, bright yellow leech-like translators are raising their list prices to maximize profit, but at the expense of everyone else in the galaxy who needs it. Lawmakers at the congressional hearing last week chastised the company's chief executive, Vogon Jeltz, for amassing a whopping 18 million space buck salary while evading questions on how much profit the Babelfish Pharmaceuticals made off the Babelfish communication treatment. The ludicrous Babelfish pricing united all sides of the Galactic Senate yesterday, but unfortunately, in the heat of the hearing, Vogon Jeltz refused to answer questions because he had never tried his own product and so therefore could not understand what anybody was saying. But well, this story ends with a bit of good news, for the Galactic FDA has just approved a generic version of the Babel fish to make universal translation more affordable for all. It's called Guppy Pen. And not to worry, there's also a Guppy Pen Junior for kids. Oh, and there's the sound of the Vox Graphonic Vortex, our portable radio porthole to the other side of the elsewhere. Let's tune that in and have a bit of a listen. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening. We return now to the Duchess Theatre's month-long appreciation of the works of Oscar Wilde. Tonight, the newest stage production, The Importance of Being Earnest.
My dear Ernest, what brings you up to town? Where have you been since last Thursday? Where have I been? Where have I been? The question is, where haven't I been? <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know. You, you haven't told me. Well, if you must know, I've been in the country. And what on earth were you doing there? Oh, well, I find when one's in town, one amuses oneself. When one's in the country, one amuses other people. It's excessively boring. <laughs> Not a man. <laughs> and, um, who are these people that you amuse? Well, hello. Look at these cucumber sandwiches. Mm, mm. Mm, don't mind if I do. Ernest, no. about my friend Vern. Ernest, please. Vern, 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 Vern. Now there's a guest. Who could make finger sandwiches? Please not eat those. And a cheese ball. Ernest. And a bean dip. Ernest! Stop eating all the cucumber sandwiches. They're made especially for Aunt Augusta. Well, my friend, not to worry. No one is impervious to the charms of Ernest P. Worrell. Good afternoon. I got it. I got it. I don't get it. Sorry, big fella, didn't see you there. Ernest, that is my Aunt Augusta. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Algernon, I trust you are behaving well. I'm feeling well, Aunt Augusta. That's not quite the same thing. In fact, the two things rarely go together. Oh, I can tell you about things that don't go together, like brownies and salsa, like peanut butter and beard hair, like pancake batter and cement mix. No matter how hard you try, they just don't gel. So, you are displaying signs of triviality. On the contrary, for the first time in my life, I've realized the importance of being earnest. Know what I mean? From the people that brought you Millennials comes the sequel that you're hella thirsty for and is lit AF. A third of the population of Millennials actually voted in the most recent election. They've started having children of their own and giving them 1940s names like Olive and Jack. Now, this new generation are being raised on smartphones and tablets. Irrational fears was just the beginning. Millennials 2, Generation Z, starts yesterday in theaters everywhere, cause releasing the sequel before the original is a weird flex, but okay. Wait, will it be called Generation Z in Canada? Oh my god, why am I still talking? The best bits are already uploaded to YouTube as a bad lip-reading bit. Oh, hey guys, thanks for watching, and make sure to hit the subscribe button and click like below. God, I hate the world. Well, we're back, and it looks like we're out of time. Thanks for listening to Episode 9 of The Nautilus at 9, which is the end of Season 1. We'll be back with some brand new, full-color, fully restored audio adventures for Season 2. Here's a sneak peek. 
Coming to season two of The Nautilus at nine. Intern Dimensional, the universal healthcare provider to the universe. Hello, medical services. Oh my God. Oh God, the atmosphere on this planet smells like armpit wrapped in old nappy. Hello, medical services. Anyone? No? Good, I'm off. Oi, doctor, over here. Oh, for f- Yeah, medical services, can I- Oh, crikey. You're a horrible-looking alien. What? No, nothing. Medical services, can I help? Are you the doctor? No, I'm the intern. Can I help? Where's the doctor? Oh, I don't know. She's probably off trying to get a shift on somewhere. Why? Do you want to wait for her? Because I can go. You can wait. Doesn't bother me. No, you'll do. Will I? Will I? Oh, well. Lucky me. Great. What seems to be the trouble, then? And there you have it. So set that neuralizer for roughly the nine-minute mark and erase your memory of everything you just heard. And remember, as always, for dark is the suede that mows like a harvest. (laughs) See you next season. The Nautilus at Nine was created, written, and performed by David Radford and produced by Launchpad Theatre Company. First officer of official administrational media mechaneering is Christina Patterson. <laughs> Great title. She's also the voice you heard as Aunt Augusta in Ernest Goes to the Theatre and the voice you're hearing now. Hello, podcast land. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Nautilus at Nine on iTunes. And to find out more about all things Launchpad, go to launchpadtheatre.com or like us on Facebook. Or why not become a Skynet pirate and follow The Nautilus at Nine on Twitter at Nautilus at Nine. And we'll make sure to send you an ahoy, maybe. Thanks for listening. Season one is dead. Long live season two. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Chill.